So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Wow! Wow! Was it worth your 50 bucks? All Elite Double or Nothing 2021? AE Dub, sound off. Let us know what you think of this big show. The Inner Circle is surviving. They have survived the stadium stampede. A triple threat match that took people's breath away. We have a new women's champion, Mark Henry is now all elite. Leo Rush, you can add him to the fold as well. Did it deliver? Did it live up to the hype? Did double or nothing live up to your high expectations? It is your Sports Key to Wrestling live review of AEW Double or Nothing. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. If you're not with us for the first time, if you're with us for the, the last time, who knows what it is, wherever you're finding us, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that like button. Just give us the freebies. Jump into the chat. Get on screen. We are live here on demand or live wherever you're getting it. You're getting it right now. Subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and support. Let us know what you're thinking here of AEW tonight. Jose G with me. I am Kev Kelm. Jose, your initial reactions here to AEW Double or Nothing. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best double or nothing. You know, uh, that, like there was some good matches uh, throughout uh, throughout the night. One of my, my favorite match throughout the entire night actually was the stadium stampede. And we'll get into that once we talk about it, just because of the amount of storytelling that was involved. It was just so many tiny little stories within one big story, which I love. And we're, we're going to get into that. Uh, but huge title change with the women's titles tonight. But overall, man, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. Uh, would I had paid the 50 bucks for it? Maybe debatable. If you weren't covering it for work, you wouldn't have paid the 50 bucks for it. Is what Probably saying. not. Uh, well, before we get into the show, if you're with us for the first time, I want to know what everyone, if you watch the show live, let us know. If you didn't watch the show and you're just wanting to see what happened with it and get the reviews, you know, maybe you followed on Twitter and social media and stuff like that. I talking to quite a few people who did that tonight. Uh, because it seems, as I was talking to you tonight, we were uh, we were doing a Zoom thing. I know you ordered the show, and I ordered the show, uh, but I don't know if you had this problem. I didn't talk with this, but I told you about this earlier tonight when I was in the Zoom with you. There was a lot of problems with me trying to order the show. It took me over an mm -hmm. hour and a half to be able to order this show. You, like I don't know how many fans would do that if you if you if the the wheel just keeps spinning from BR Live. And it's worth noting that in the United States and Canada, you can only get AEW pay-per-views through BR Live uh, or a traditional pay-per-view subscriber if you have like a cable TV service. So there's a lot of people cutting the cord here in the United States. So you're going to have to get it through them. You can't get it through Fight, uh, Fight.TV like you can in other parts of the country. It's significantly mm -hmm. cheaper, too, by the way. You get it for like 20 bucks outside yeah. of uh, North America. Uh, so uh, I don't know, man. I, I was kind of annoyed by that. And this is not the first time that's happened. 
Yeah, and I had a lot of difficulty with my stream as well. It was just constantly buffering, and I had pretty strong internet. My wife's watching, you know, her movies and her shows in in her room with no issues, mm -hmm. no lag at all. Had tons of lag, tons of buffering. I don't know what was going on mm -hmm. with it, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was just a shame that it wasn't available on Fight because you know that that platform is really good and it's very reliable, it's very reliable, very reliable platform. And I'm surprised also with PR Live, like. I don't want to take a shots or anything at, B at Warner Media. I don't know what the tech is. Uh, I looked at their their support Twitter handle. You know, sometimes they set these up for different apps and stuff like that. It was very very busy tonight. They had a lot mm -hmm. a lot of people asking questions about it. I talked to some people that said I had to order it on the BR Live app on my phone, then log into an account on my computer or log into an account on another device to get it to connect with my TV. And then some people had to cast it from their phone to their TV, which isn't always conducive to every TV you work with. Very so, true. And none of this is a shot at AEW. None of it really is a shot at Warner Media. But, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. But you got to have this stuff figured out. Like, when mm -hmm. you're doing a pay-per-view at this level for 50 bucks a pop, too. That is a real when especially when wrestling fans are conditioned to the WWE model, the subscription model. I've been saying it with you for a long, long time. Get this on HBO Max. Absolutely. hundred percent. Get, get this behind a subscription paywall. Wrestling is not like other combat sports where people are going to pay this Manny Pacquiao fight. That's going to be the same night as WrestleMania is going to cost like 60 or 70 bucks, right? Uh, you know, uh, a Mayweather, this, they're going to do this thriller Mayweather fight in June in a few weeks. Right. And it's going to cost 50 bucks. And you know that you're conditioned to that. But I think with WWE, they've conditioned wrestling fans to you got to have uh, a subscription we're, model. You got to be spoiled. We're spoiled. We're spoiled with it. Yeah. Yeah. WWE definitely spoiled us. So AEW uh, got on that HBO. Yeah. Let us know what you guys continue to think here. Uh, we're five minutes in. We're going to talk. We're just going to start talking about the show. Let us know what you think about it. Sound off here. We did have some big other headlines coming out of this show. It was announced that Mark Henry, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, is now all elite. He will join the company as a coach, which is essentially a producer. So help coach talent up. All right. He has quite the mind for wrestling. He's been around for uh, a lot of people say, oh, he's just this big weightlifting guy. He's been around wrestling since the mid 90s. All right, so he came Long in a real pedigree. He's worked with all of the greats from Austin to The Rock to uh, Undertaker. Great mind. And he's going to come in as a commentator on their new show, Rampage, which will be on TNT on Friday nights at 9 Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, what do you think of the acquisition of Mark Henry joining All Elite Wrestling? I think that uh, that brings a lot more credibility to the game because he is a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, especially with their new show coming out on Fridays. I think he's going to be a great addition to it. Um, but then you're also going to have the people that are going to, you know, find the negative on it where, you know, all they're going to say is, well, wow, AEW just keeps, you know, picking up these ex WWE guys. And mm -hmm. he's like, well, you guys forget that WWE was like the only player in town for the last 20 years for a so, long time, for a very, very long time. So, you know, th this type of thing is bound to happen. And I don't think this is going to cut off any ties with Mark Henry and WWE. I think, He's probably still in a good relationship with them. Um, this is just me assuming. I'm not, you know, I have no evidence to to confirm that. Uh, but I think this is a good addition for for AEW and uh, to get some more experienced heads behind uh, the producing of the actual show. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason McCross texting in and saying, "I well, once again we were we, we here's our first comparison to WWE from AEW. They can't stop, right?" Uh, he goes, I feel like WWE is letting way too much talent go to either either with budget cuts or letting them go to AEW to keep your talent and stop letting your legends go to a rival company. Well, here's the thing. 
Mark wasn't under a contract with WWE. Mark had a very good agreement with WWE. Uh, Mark has been very vocal. I, I listened to him uh, busted open. He's on there two or three days a week. He was on. He was on Saturday, so he was on their. He was on SiriusXM Radio. I believe he's going to stay with them and still do that. Uh, they have Tommy. They have Tommy Dreamer on that on that busted mm-hmm. open show on SiriusXM mm-hmm. as well. Great, great show. And Tommy is involved with Impact, but he still talks about WWE and still talks about what they're doing. So I don't mind it. Mark is showing a lot of intelligence there. I think maybe he may have sold himself on uh joining aew with his mind for wrestling mm-hmm. uh but do i think it's d- them going for another wwe name of course they are they're going to go for a name that has value that people know and people trust doesn't make Absolutely. any difference i mean it was very well received uh and if any of those names that got raised by wwe they're not in that window where they can a lot of people said how come samoa joe didn't mm-hmm. sign up he because they have a 90-day non-compete clause it kind of a lot of people have to get released from wwe nine times out of ten you don't just get to go and do whatever you want uh, a lot of people said, why didn't Daniel Bryan show up tonight in the Casino Battle Royal? I had a couple questions about that. He didn't because they didn't sign him. He could have if he wanted to, if they could have signed a deal with him. Uh, the show had, there was a lot of pre-context to tonight's show here. And you and I discussed this in the days coming up to this mm-hmm. because um, we had the New Japan WWE negotiation story break on about Thursday. You had Tony Khan fire off a promo about this, making fun of the whole thing and Flipping the bird at WWE and flipping the bird at New- I don't say I would say New Japan as well uh, for doing this when he gave them the national television platform recently, uh, bringing some of their talent in. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think they may have surpassed that, took that away, eliminated that story with a great show? I thought tonight was a great show, but I agree with you, may not have been the best pay per view for AEW. Yeah, I mean, again, um, and you know, we were talking about this uh earlier during uh mm-hmm. you know but while watching the show I, it just kind of felt like it was just like a, a an extra special version of aew dynamite you know be, maybe because it was at daily's place um it was nice to have the crowd and, and hear that <laughs> energy amazing. I'm, amazing. I'm not gonna that, lie that was a full crowd that was a it was a full crowd, crowd. It, it was a full that was crowd way that was dead there was a real remarkable difference between a you know 3,000 plus crowd that they had tonight and maybe a 1,500 uh, person mm-hmm. crowd that they had on Friday. Absolutely. I think maybe there, there were some people that didn't want to buy the ticket for Friday night and wait until Sunday. A uh, lot of great action here. A uh, lot of great things to jump into. Let's jump into the card here. They open uh, with quite the match here. Adam Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. Page uh, picking up the win here. Hang uh, Brian Cage, a big acquisition for uh, AEW. They bring him in. A lot of hype. Comes in as a former Impact World Champion. Uh, and I thought this match was fun and exciting, a strong opener for them. Uh, and they go with Hangman Page, who they've had a lot more uh, long-term investment in. What do you think of the opener? Oh, I thought that was a banger of a match, man. Adam Page is, you know, one of the top guys, if not the top guy, but you know, below Kenny mm-hmm. Omega there. And, you know, I, when he initially fought for the AEW Championship against Chris Jericho for the inaugural title match, I thought they were going to put it on Adam Page and have him kind of be the face of it. Uh, but solid win against Brian Cage tonight. And maybe a little face turn on Brian Cage's side against Team Taz. Because we did see Team Taz attempt to kind of foil the the, the, the win. But that kind of bit, bit him in the butt because he turned around, got distracted. And that's how Adam Page was able to get the win on him. But maybe a little face turn against Team Taz. And maybe he ends up being excluded from Team Taz. Uh, Kyle texts in here saying, you guys suck if you don't think that video, that, that pay-per-view is great. I give this show a 10 out of 10 best pay-per-view in years. Give us your rating 1 to 10 so you can be very there's broad. Been, in there's that been better AEW pay-per-views than, than this pay-per-view. There's been better shows than this? 
there's been better AEW shows than this show that we just saw tonight. Uh, well, t- speak- typically because um, on an AEW dine, uh, double or nothing show, we're, mm-hmm. we would see a huge surprise, like something unexpected. We would see that, and we didn't get to really see that in tonight's show, for the exception of Leo Rush, and we'll talk about that in the Battle Royal. Mark Henry. Mark Henry was good to surprise. Mark Henry. But, yeah, but it wasn't like the surprise. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the, the, the one that people were clamoring for. Andy Carr giving a pretty pretty low rating here, our 1 to 10 scale, which is pretty broad, by the way. You can be, you can be broad about that. You don't have to, you know, I, I always thought thumbs up, thumbs down was too, you know, not right. One to ten, you get a real read on the show. He was at a four out of ten. I don't think that's right. Kyle loved it. Give us your rating. Uh, one out of ten. Let us know what you think of it. Go ahead and hit that like button as well. Uh, if you guys think something we say in the show is funny, you like it, just hammer it. It helps us get a lot of people watching the show. If you haven't done already, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Watch our stuff on demand. We have Vince Russo Monday nights with us. Vince Russo uh, covering Raw. We have Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown. We have you doing the debrief on Wednesdays. Uh, I thought I thought that was a fine opener. Nothing super fantastic, but definitely uh, got the crowd rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. But this show really got going with match number two. Usually match number two on a pay-per-view tends to be uh, a match that isn't serviced by that. Like something is bigger in the middle. Something is bigger towards the end. Maybe something steals the show. But we have a long, I, w- I would say fairly well-built <laughs> tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team titles with a ridiculous heel, like parody of a heel team now that the Young Bucks have become. They laid into the spray tan. You have uh, you have this ridiculous outfits. They bleaching his hair. Uh, Nick Jackson bleaching his hair. Uh, he grew his beard. They're, they're doing some really silly stuff with their look, you know? And uh, But they're still the Young Bucks. They're still this go, go, go machine inside the ring. And they take on a very attitude-driven team uh, who you can see a very cool, intimate video of their entrance that they did in front of a crowd, through a crowd, really, which is letter interactions. You may think, hey, COVID, we're still coming out of it. I don't think you, I don't think they knew COVID was still a thing uh, at Daly's Place tonight. Uh, and that is Florida, where regulations have been lifted for a long time. And, Jacksonville, that, bro. and AEW <laughs> waited until they knew they could sell a whole lot of tickets to this. As you saw this big introduction by John Moxley and Eddie Kingston challenging for these titles. Loved this match all over the Great place. Um, this was, I believe, uh, an, I, I don't know. Do they have any interference in Hangman uh, and Cage? There was no outside interference in that match. Am I wrong? Well, in the Hangman, uh, Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage, there was some interference from Team Taz okay. trying to interfere in that match. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's one. For one, okay? We're going to keep track of this. That's one. If you're watching this whole show, that is one one for one. Now we go into match number two, an incredible all-over-the-place match. Outside interference with Don Callis trying to help the Young Bucks win the match, and it doesn't help them win the match. And then you have Brandon Cutler getting in there trying to spray something in the eyes of them, and it doesn't work, and it busts open the eyes, and that doesn't cost. In this one match, there was three or four different attempts of outside interference. Machine Gun Carl Anderson trying to interfere in the match, and he got stopped by uh, Kazarian. <sighs> All right. <laughs> how, many pe- how, many, how many people that aren't telling the story in the match need to be involved? You know what? We should just call. We just, just re- rename the show Double Interference or Nothing. 
<laughs> Rico Iglesias, who was at the show. Rico, uh, Rico joins you on the debrief on Wednesday nights for us. Thank you so much, Rico. He sent that video in as well. Rico, let us know what the vibe was like uh, for you tonight in Daly's Place, like what the energy was like. It seemed like it was really, really amped up. It did add to the show. This was really special. This is the first real big pay-per-view we've seen since fans have been back. We did get a taste of this on Friday with Dynamite, but this is de- definitely a fuller vibe here. Love this match. I know it seems like I'm nitpicking, but there was no, a it lot was good. of other things. There was a lot of other things going on in this. There were so uh, many uh, BTE triggers. There were four of them. It took four of them. Four, to it took John four. Moxley yeah, it took four of them. But you know, but let's let's talk about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston put on a banger of a performance tonight. This one of the best Eddie Kingston matches I've seen him do in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Kingston looking great, selling his ass off on that bad knee, uh, working his way through it. Uh, but the young bucks simply were too much and separated John Moxley from the flock, laying him out with a big BTE trigger onslaught there at the end. Strong. Uh, I don't know if it was the right time to take the belts off uh, of the young bucks, but a lot of people were saying it was. Yeah, I kind of had the feeling that it would be Mox and uh, and Kingston just because of the way that the, this match was all built, uh, the way it was built around in the storyline, but maybe they're just going in a different direction, but who do you see him being, you know, who's the next contender for the young bucks? Who's that? Who's the number one ranked tag team now? Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, they have plenty of teams that they can build up that are out there. Uh, They did just sign the hot prospects that have been in the AEW for a while, but aren't locked into a deal, but now locked in in bear country. I think bear country could be a really, really big team for them. Fans may not be aware of them. They have a very unique look Two big men who very much work like a tag team. Uh, I could, I could see some uh, bright future for that tandem in the future, if, if possible here. Uh, so we have plenty of people coming in and just talking crap about WWE for no apparent reason. Focus on AEW guys. This is the show we're talking about here. Uh, so we have JJ saying nine out of 10 pinnacle and a go-go should have won. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We did have a big win here with the inner circle at the end of the night here. Jay Feliciano, a man who knows a thing or two about the inside workings of the wrestling business. It's AEW production doing all the great things with their music and presentation, loud crowd precipitation, wild thing, Tarzan boy, Judas. Yeah. It was really cool to see the crowd mm-hmm. sing along with uh Tarzan boy and oh, wild thing. And th- th- those are special moments as I've called it emotional pyrotechnics. <laughs> uh, what, what do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about this casino battle let's, royal. No, let's talk about this Cody Rhodes and Anthony Ogogo oh, match. Let's get to this that. match. Let's get to that. Because the build up to this, if y'all watched AEW Dynamite Friday with the weigh in, you and Sid just tore it apart, and rightfully so, because that weigh in absolutely made no sense to the build up for this match. It just wasn't delivered well. It was it a wasn't. weird segment. Uh, the storyline story to this feels like something out of the 1980s. Nationalism and go-go America type stuff. And they even did it on this pay-per-view where they had veterans out there. I knew what they were going for. It, it's yeah. all well intended, but not well delivered. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people with divided tone in the nation. Not the right time to be doing this. And, I agree. Uh, you know, but Cody comes out there, as we said, looking like American Okada. Uh, with with his with his ring gear, <laughs> a really cool ring gear, and give it up to Anthony Ogogo. This is maybe only his like third televised yeah. match. I will eat my words. I'll tell you. I t- you know I've mentioned this and I've been very vocal about Anthony Ogogo. I wasn't very impressed at what he was doing on Dynamite, but you know what? He mm-hmm. impressed me tonight. He actually did a pretty good job against Cody. But 
What about Cody using the vertebraker as the finisher as opposed to the uh, crossroads? I thought it was a nice touch by him. Uh, scary move for a guy like Anthea Gogo to take. Uh, new order of the ring. It's not an easy bump to take like that with your arms suspended. And you're going back on your shoulder and your neck. Uh, but give up for a go-go. He hung in there. I did. They, yeah. They didn't. They he didn't look bad. They didn't job him out. They sold his punches. He had he had a good presence. I liked how he took in the crowd every every opportunity he had. He always went to the crowd to yeah. bring them into something, which is something that a lot of newer wrestlers don't do. They always just kind of go to the next move and they don't wait. Uh, and he had a sense of where he was uh, the whole time. And I I thought that was remarkable for him to do as a newer fresher talent. Big future ahead for him. Uh, I don't know if it's with QT Marshall. I don't know if it's with this uh, mucky muck of just being in another faction that's in AEW where there's just another faction. That's mm-hmm. sometimes what you're feeling like. Some of those factions mean something. Like we saw in the main event, you're two factions that meant something. And then there's other factions that don't mean as much, which is what I felt like here with this, uh, you know, Cody with his group, American Nightmare. And I get it. The faction group. Yes, yes. I, it just it just feels like these factions were just made just for this storyline. Because I mean, because what's the purpose of it afterwards? You know, what's the payoff? Uh, really Colby's uh, signing in here. A lot of people, of course, join us after pay per views. Let us know what you think. Hit that like button. Let's get let's get above. Let's shoot for 75, 75 reactions. I think you guys can do it. If you have already done it once, you laugh at something, you like something, you heard something, hit it up. Okay. Uh, Colby says Stadium Stampede was hands down best match of the night here. What what did you think was the match of the night? We'll get into the whole uh, card though. Yeah, that match was really good. I, I and again, just because of the it was not the best of match st- of the night. I it, know what that match is. No, the best match of the night was the triple threat match. The yeah. Kenny Omega, yeah. Pac, Orange Cassidy. That made me believe constantly that Orange Cassidy would possibly pin one of these two guys to become your AEW champion. The finish was great. It was just like that sneaky heel finish from Kenny Omega. The athleticism, the spot where Kenny Omega was just flown through a German suplex off the top rope and flipped across the ring was just absolutely ridiculous. I thought it was a great, the best match of the night. Uh, we we got to bring up, we were just covered uh, Anthony Agogo, the boxer, Olympic bronze medalist, Turn pro wrestlers joined AEW, uh, taking on Anthony, uh, taking on Cody Rhodes, the American Dream, and Cody being able to defeat him in that match. A uh, big fan of the show, Mr. James Espanto Fernando says, Big Cup Jose. I think the problem with the match is that Cody and Agogo didn't go over the top enough. If you're going to play off the old trope of America versus the foreign heel, they should have went full Rocky four. Yeah. Well, you need a Drago then you need a Russian Drago. That's Miro. They're going to do that again. (laughs) Maybe that's what they didn't want to do there. Uh, So, um, you know, you wear your American flag gear and you go out there and you, you're committed to the, once you put the gear on, you're committed to it. Right. Cody Rhodes with that with the American Okada gear, man, that, that was great. Uh, so let's get a lot of people thought the three way was epic. Uh, yes, I agree with absolutely. Them on that. Uh, let's get into another noteworthy match on this card: the Casino Battle Royale, which saw in its final sequence uh, a very surprising appearance by Leo Rush. He was the Joker card. They do it in uh, like the deck of cards. So all the competitors in like this kind of over the top battle royal come out during cards. So they come out in like groups of six or seven. Uh, and then you have a Joker card, and that was Leo Rush. 
Uh, Leo Rush, formerly of WWE fame. I saw him a few weeks ago at an AAW event. He looked fantastic. He looked great here. Got to show off his speed and have an exchange, only to be eliminated by an ever crafty and influential Matt Hardy, who found himself in the final sequence of the show. Final two were Jungle Boy, uh, Jungle Jack Perry, and Christian Cage. Christian Cage getting eliminated here. Jungle Jack gets the shot in two weeks' time against Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title on Dynamite. What do you think of the Casino Battle Royal? I thought this was pretty good. Maybe one of the better ones if done. They have these on almost every pay-per-view, either with the tag team, the women, or the men. Uh, this is definitely, it feels like one of the more consequential ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, let me give, let me tell you guys, uh christian cage did an amazing job tonight not only coming in at number one but lasting all the way until the very end with jungle boy and it was the right way to finish it and putting jungle boy over push that talent push that young guy push him up to the you know to the top tier uh of the division as opposed to just putting over another ex wwe guy i thought that was perfectly done perfectly executed and the respect that they showed each other after the match was over was even better. So I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Queen says the pay-per-view was so goddamn good. Uh, fire emoji, fire emoji. Let us know what you think of it. Give us your ratings. One to 10. It was Liddy. Uh, we'll, we'll give our ratings at the end. We'll give her, we'll give our uh, honest ratings at the end. I don't know what your exact rating is. So, uh, Michael said he loved Christian tonight. I thought Christian was great. Uh, no, Christian came into AEW, premiered as the big surprise to the last pay-per-view. You notice they they sell big surprises on their pay-per-view. You spend your money, we're going to give you a feel-good surprise. Uh, Christian Cage not getting that title shot. Surprising move here. No, and like I said, and I think they're just going to use him to kind of push you know, some of these homegrown, up-and-coming younger guys. Mm-hmm. Because he really doesn't need to have a title push. He doesn't no. need to. People watching right now are responding to they love Jungle Boy getting it. James saying uh, Jungle Boy will deserve win. Absolutely. Jungle Boy winning Absolutely. Made, made sense. Uh, so some people, I agree. And Christian doesn't need a world title. There's other things he can do that are compelling in AEW. Absolutely. Completely yeah. agree. Uh, let, let's get into other matches on the show. Big title change. This one was uh, people were expecting for quite some time. This mm-hmm. is for the AEW Women's Championship. I want to say they made this feel predictable, but in a good way. Uh, people wanted this to happen. Britt Baker has been one of the top names for AEW in a long time. She is, without a shadow of out, the top female talent. They waited to put the title on her at a pay-per-view, and I think it was more meaningful to do in front of a crowd in this circumstance. She goes toe-to-toe with Sheeta. Sheeta did not get put down easily, but finally succumbs to the lockjaw after what I believe was the third attempt uh, putting that move on, that submission hold, and she finally taps out. Uh, Reba, uh, of course, cracking um, Britt Baker with the crutch, so that would be outside interference on this show of 10 matches. What time? Um, Number four. Number five? four, number, number four. four, yeah, number four. And we had some outside it, interference even in the Casino Battle Royal, didn't we? We had almost outside interference yeah, in that. But the thing is that in the women's match, the ref saw when Reba hit, saw it. She saw it. Why was she disqualified? Just, you were just going to ignore it. the rules, like blatantly. Saw it. Saw it. Saw it. There, there wasn't like it was. Uh, it wasn't like her back was turned. You know. No. Saw it. <laughs> 
I'm like, we're just going to acknowledge the I, fact that she was just out, hit no, by no, a no, foreign no. object. Let's just, let's just say this. Oh, no, we're going to we're, we're not going to acknowledge it if it's going to be critical of them. Right. Oh, no, they don't troll. We're not trolling, guys. You're not stupid. You're not stupid. Exactly. You know what the rules are. You aren't stupid. All right. So you and I aren't stupid. You had you had Jim Ross like losing his mind about the rules during these tag team matches tonight. <laughs> Because during the tag matches, you lose track of who's a legal man because everyone's jumping in there doing all their different stuff. I think there was which a is, moment which where is they fine. didn't tag. Yeah, they didn't tag each other for like three or four minutes. And, and guess what? It's fine, but just make it tornado rules. Say tags don't matter. Just just tell me they don't matter. Don't don't insult my ref. Like, yes, this comment here. Refs, AEW refs don't follow the rules. Then what do the fucking rules mean? What do the rules mean if no one follows Beep. the rules? Beep. What, what what are the limitations then? What what where when are you out of bounds? You're not out of bounds because rules don't matter. I know I'm losing my mind over nothing. <laughs> All right, so that's what people are gonna say. Oh, you're you're old school, you're Jim Cornetting it here. Uh Shane uh, commenting and saying Christian is another great mind for wrestling business. AEW smart to have Christian put Jungle Boy over. I agree with that. I also Shane, I also loved your Lemmy Killmonster avatar there. Uh good for you. Uh we're motorhead and we're gonna kick your ass. I always enjoy that. Uh, back to this uh, match, Britt Baker. She wins. Uh, feels like the right thing to do. She hugs Tony Schiavone at the end. Uh, Tony Schiavone, not a biased journalist now. Uh, definitely oh, shows some uh, favorism. Oh. It was a great oh, moment, a, though. It was still nice. Not a, uh, you can even hear it in his commentary. <laughs> <laughs> it was what was it? he was like? Oh my god, he's choking her by the neck or something like. Oh, I forgot what he was saying, but uh, but yeah, we could definitely tell that Tony was. In the bag for Britt Baker. I'm now being it, quoted in the chat. I'm now being quoted in the chat. What does the effing <laughs> rules mean? Southside Kevin. Southside? Go White Sox. Uh, I'm enjoying the White Sox right now. Uh, so um, people, people saying tonight just gives Cornette more ammo. Yeah, there were a lot of AEW indulgences tonight. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they're, you notice how I'm counting things? I mean, we have already four interferences in a match. I mean, so, uh, how many yeah. how many matches in the card? Ten. Ten. All right, we got four. All right. So what's and one the next that should match have been a DQ? Like? One that should what's have been a DQ. Well, yes. What match do we want to cover with another interference angle in it? Uh, what about what about Miro versus uh, Lance Archer? Because we had a little bit of interference there too. Yes, we did. This was the AEW TNT Championship match. Big man versus big man. Uh, they kept this short, which I thought was the right way to go. This was uh, most of the matches in the show got a lot of time. I will say that when you get an AEW pay-per-view, this was a four hour show. All right. And they gave you a lot of stuff in every match. Right. Mm-hmm. So this one, though, was kept short. And I think for big man, that made sense. He had Lance Archer doing, you know, walking the ropes and doing moonsaults. And then uh, power bombing Miro through a table like it was no big deal. So that was kind of cool. But then the match kind of like lost its way a little bit and it went into a slower pace, even though it was a shorter match. I didn't think it needed that. I thought if, if you're going to have these two big guys out there, they should just go full tilt. Don't slow anything down. You don't have to pace like that because mm-hmm. you're like, you need something to stand out on this pay per view. You need these two big men to be like, just like like Rams clacking horns the whole time, you know? Correct. And yep. once they slowed it down, I thought they kind of lost some momentum. And then Jake the Snake is out there. Jake the Snake Roberts, Lance Archer's corner man. Apparently, he has a snake in a bag. And he, he stumbles in the ring. And Miro hits him and knocks him down. He really doesn't take any physicality. He shouldn't have to. You know, Jake, Jake is at an age. He doesn't really have to do that. 
And then he grabs his bag and he throws it into the aisleway to get the heat. And the car goes, ah, and I thought it was cool. It's fine. Uh, but that is number five. Five out of, out of, out of how many matches? Ten. Half, half the card. So, so half the card half, had interference. Half of the show had interference. <laughs> half. Oh, I, th- I think if I just saw a comment this, here. If they did this, if they did this on Monday at Raw, people would lose their goddamn minds. If they did this on any WWE pay per view, people would lose their shit. They would so lose their stop shit. Stop watching WWE. You're going to stop watching now? You're going to stop watching AEW because it's pretty goddamn cool. There was some great stuff on this show, but the indulgences show, it makes me think who's in charge? Who's Mm -hmm. telling people no? We already did that on this other match in the show. You guys can't do that because it's going to be repetitive. You know what I mean? Do we want to do that again? Come on, well, man. Well, here's well, here's something that's going to lead up to one of our matches that we're about to talk about. Michael Laffey's saying, any match ended up in a roll-up or is that a WWE thing? Well, sir, Michael, roll, let roll me talk ups, to no, you. No, no, no. Roll, roll-ups are a wrestling thing. Roll-ups you do so that you can pin somebody and you don't have to like like pin them, pin them. You you want to do a flash finish. That's wrestling psychology. That isn't a WWE thing. That's just re- general wrestling psychology. I, it is. You're, you're absolutely right. It is wrestling psychology, but we did see the AEW Heavyweight Championship match end with a roll-up, essentially, with Kenny Omega rolling up Orange Cassidy at the end to get the win, but mm-hmm. it, did, I, it did not take away from how amazing that match was because from the get to the end, it was good. Uh, this triple threat match was goddamn bonkers. Uh, it was, was crazy. Uh, this was, I believe, number six <laughs> match that had interference in it. But this, what I would say, of the interference we, we saw all night, this was the most meaningful. Because uh, this match was built up with Kenny Omega going to Orange Cassidy when he got, it, he got his way into this match. Him and Pac took each other on, but there was no clear-cut winner. And then Tony Schiavone had to inform them that, Kenny, you're going to take on both of them because neither of them won, right? Mm-hmm. And Kenny's really pissed. And he goes to Orange and says, you know, you can just bow out of this match. I'm an EVP in this company. I'm also the champion. I'm going to tell you, you could just be our mascot. And they did a cool, of the angles they did to hammer the needle home on Friday, he had his envelope with his deal to not be in the match and get paid off, right? And it was just a bunch of papers flying all over the place. I thought that was kind of cool. Orange Cassie got to do his stuff where he reversed out of like a, a a German suplex by putting his hands in his pockets. I thought that was great. There was a ton of great sequences in this. All three of these guys clicked together. Once the bell rang, the storyline that was kind of muddled and all over the place, which only got good in the last week or two, uh, really came home. I love this. This to me was the match of the night. I don't think anyone could have followed this. I think it was weird to do what they did after this, uh, but this was absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Kenny Omega is still the AEW world champion, still a no good, dirty son of a bitch having Don Callis on commentary run in and pull the referee and, and Kenny Omega having to hammer the referee when he couldn't get, he couldn't get Pac to release a submission hold. So he just had to kick the referee. I thought that was so cool. You see someone in a triple threat match break up the submission hold. It's always a thing they go to. So what mm-hmm. can we do that they don't do? Well, there's no DQs in this match. All right. So now you can run in. You can do all that fun stuff. It's laid out there. It's known. It's said, right? So they did that. I love this match. And it showed incredible desperation by Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Uh, you, you're, you're clamoring to see someone take this belt from him. 
Mm-hmm. And you saw the devastation in Orange Cassidy and Pac when they didn't win. This made match. me believe. It made me believe so many times during this match. He, Orange Cassidy just made me. Even Pac, man. Pac had an amazing showing tonight. And all the sequences that between him and, uh, and uh, Kenny Omega they had, it was just beautiful. Everything that we saw in that match from the all the orange punches that Orange Cassidy d- uh, did when Kenny Omega hit a V trigger on on Pac and then threw Pac out or threw Kenny Omega out to so he can try to get the pin like all those small little things just made you believe like oh my god they possibly could have put it on Orange Cassidy but the way that they ended it was, had you going. was just so good it was great if they, if if for only a second they had you believing that Orange yeah, Cassidy could win this title absolutely this is one of those points where the near falls mattered and I think the near fall mattered in this match because you could hear a crowd go <gasps> like that you could hear the audible like this this was all of those things clicking together you heard it in the in the tag team match which I thought was also very good despite my criticalness with the interference things because I'm thinking of the show overall uh this was really really good. And this was this was an over the top Kenny Omega being ridiculous at his best because yeah, Orange Cassidy was an over the top character, but goddamn, Pac is a son of a bitch. That guy mm-hmm. can go and go and go, and he showed so much of his uh, unique abilities. I think he could work with big men. I think he could get away from doing even flying stuff. He showed off some real incredible strength in this. His speed, his timing, his delivery is over the top on point stuff uh everyone did their moves so when everyone did their signature stuff so when you had that roll-up finish it made sense you know Mm -hmm. like he was gonna get the pin uh and you know orange cassie's gonna knock out everyone and here he goes he's gonna go for the pin he's gonna roll up kenny and kenny's gonna pop pop his hips over and just catch him and it was just a nasty little i'm a little bit craftier than you Mm-hmm. I, 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 I couldn't exactly I couldn't, right. I couldn't beat you with a one wing angel, but I can beat you exactly. with a standard little roll up. And yep. it's it's one of those things in fights, man. You know, it's you just story know when to pull, you know when to pull your trigger. You know when to do that. And there was something Absolutely. with that later on in the night here, as we saw a, a very anticipated match, a selling point, I would say, on this pay per view for longtime wrestling fans, and that is the in ring in front of a crowd wrestling return of the icon Sting. Sting tagging with Darby Allen against the heelish duo of Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This was a great match. Uh, Sting is 62 years old. He has confirmed he indeed has spinal stenosis, a very serious condition that he suffered from an injury inside the WWE ring in one of the few matches he had there some time ago. And WWE did not want to put him in the ring anymore under his contract and just used him for endorsements and products and all these different things. His, his deal runs out. He comes to AEW in December. Big thing. Some people think he kind of plays it out. They did the cinematic match with him. I heard fans even saying that cinematic match, cinematic match pre-filmed in a warehouse and stuff like that that he may have not even been in the match taking bumps. I heard fans even say that because the way they shot it and everything like that. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that. But Sting was taking some power bombs and different things and different angles building the stuff. So was Sting going to be able to go? He Sting, he went out. He went out. He, he did. And he can go. Sting can go. Is he, he as fast as he me. once was? No. Is he is he gonna is he gonna press anyone above his head and do do a gorilla press? No, but he's still still doing splashes, still doing scorpion death drops, still putting hey. people in sharpshooters, still jumping off and doing a big splash. He took a back body drop on the ring entrance and no sold it. 
like and got up immediately and got right behind Scorpio Sky, threw him off the double and nothing stage and splashed the bad guys. Loved it. This was great. Uh, back and forth, Darby Allen bumping his ass off like crazy, taking a bunch of different maneuvers. But really, this was Sting's match to come back and showcase himself. Uh, Scorpio uh, going for that big diving cutter he'll do where he'll dr- he'll basically jump into you oh, yeah, he and give you an RKO. There, I yeah. love the sequence of this where he went to go do it. Sting just grabs the ropes, and because of the positioning, you're set right there. I got you. Boom, Scorpion death Scorpion. drop. It almost Done. reminded me of I'm a, I'm a veteran. Uh, you gave me your body. I cut you off. I use your momentum, and you and yourself, and I just catch you and plant it. I cut you off. And I loved it. I thought it was perfect because it plays into the idea of he doesn't have to be super athletic. He can do a handful of things, and this can look really, really good. Whoever the agent was on that booked that match perfectly and produced that perfectly. Nearly my second favorite match of the night. I almost thought that was better than the Bucks in uh, Kingston and Moxley. I'm going to have to agree with you there because that that match actually had a little bit better storytelling because it's something that you can actually understand. Me from myself i'm not a big huge sting fan so when i'm hearing scorpio sky and ethan page want to take out sting i'm like oh okay well they got my attention because you really shouldn't be there in the first place but you know what Sting shut me uh, sting shut me up tonight because i thought he wasn't going to be able to put out some moves and he's there doing uh you know scorpion splashes in the corners and the most important thing of all kevin mm-hmm. the fans were responding to all the splashes in the corners it it's was a stinger splash. Yeah, it's they were a yelling, stinger yeah. splash, and they're just responding like crazy. And when they hit the, the scorpion death drop, or whenever he hit the scorpion death lock, the crowd was responding. And you know what? That's what it was all about. And he put on they they booked the match perfectly. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Thought it was fun. Maybe, maybe they get a run at the tag titles. You know, maybe they do something funny. I don't know stuff, about man. that. I don't know about that. Let's not let's no, not get no. ahead of ourselves, Kev. Let's, I don't uh, think. Come on, I don't I'm trying. Think, I'm, I'm, think, I'm saying something s- nice. You know, everyone thinks I hate AEW. I'm saying something nice. Uh, Ozzy saying uh, Sting Scorpion emoji is a true legend. Absolutely agree with that. Completely agree with that. Uh, and Sean Smith saying Sting no selling is vintage stung. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a play on words here. Uh, Michael Kent saying it was better than Triple H versus Sting match WrestleMania. It was better than WWE. Take that, listen, Kennedy McManus was better than we put that Connie in. <laughs> so one Con in, in wrestling, and it's Tony Khan. Go Jags. Uh, I'm from I'm from Ohio, but I like the Jags now because Tony Khan owns the Jags. Um, all right. Uh, Tony Campbell saying the buy-in women's match was better than Brit. Oh wow, best uh, best moment was Jungle Boy winning the Casino Battle Royale. Yes, I, I did not get to mention that Serena Deeb uh, versus Rio. Serena Deeb uh, uh, winning that match. solid was, match. I didn't get to catch all of it, but they had solid reactions. Uh, they were in a great position. I was going to say about Hangman Page and and Cage. They were in a great position, just being the first match out there, and crowds mm-hmm. just losing their mind to it here. Uh, Sean Smith said, should have hit Sting with a buckle bomb. Stop it. Oh, have to say that. That's just low. Uh, Sean Smith, that's too far. Uh, Sean Smith with his Yankee logo. Oh, just like the Yankees, you think you could have bought a better comment, but uh, that, that goes without <laughs> it. Um, here we go. Steven goes, do you guys think Sting could win the title? Maybe from Miro? No, absolutely not. That could be. Uh, I'm not against no. it. No, okay. not against don't, it. Don't, don't you put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm putting that juju on, on Miro. Come on. <laughs> Do not put that juju on Miro. The guy, the guy is a Christian Jesus loving type of son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess there's something there. Uh, people are laughing. At you. If you're having a good time, hit the like button, man. If you're having a good time, you've been with us for 42 minutes. You're not like the flakes. You only want to hang around to see if we talk shit about listen, it. Yeah. Listen, let's talk about my favorite part of, of this did, whole wait, night. Wait, 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 wait. We have to ask this. This tag team match. Did they have interference in this tag team match? It, it was, was, one, there it, out, was there an outside interference in this tag team match? On this, was there? I don't, I don't remember. If you guys are watching, I don't know. I had interference on in this one. This may have been. No, this this has been the only one. So this is the one match out of 10 matches on the show. Because we can't really count Stadium Stampede as having outside interference. The whole thing is just outside the ring, right? This It doesn't yeah. matter, you know? Um, so what do you think here? Uh, that outside interference thing, it was in nine or really eight out of 10 matches on a 10 match card. It was too much. It was way too much. It was really redundant. And maybe it didn't take you out of the show, but it is this thing where AEW just, do you guys they have an just, editor? Do you have anyone that just says, no, we're not going to do that. They just need to drop the E to I, I, A, I, W, you know, all interference wrestling. Uh, Shane t- uh, tagging in your saying sting showed. He still has it. This was great coming out party. And shows that the ring psychology and telling a story is more important than just being athletic. All right. Great. Great point there. Great comment. Thank you so much for that, Shane. I appreciate your take there. Uh, So we get to the final portion of the night. After this great banger triple threat, we get Mark Henry and Mark Henry introduced. We get the we've known it for days confirmation that AEW all out is going to be in Chicago. Now, it's worth noting uh, before the main event, when they when they announced these different things throughout the show, when they announced the AEW All Out show, I, th- I think you should notice, especially if you're not from Chicago, AEW All Out and AEW All In, kind of like the pilot episode of the brand, ran at the Sears Center, which is technically not in Chicago. It is about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. It's in the greater Chicagoland area. No different than when WWE says that we're running New York City, but we're really in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We're like an hour away from downtown New York City. And I understand why they do this. It's for marketing. You know, it's it's sexier to say you're in Chicago, right? Uh, But on this marketing, they never said what arena they were running. Uh, And it's worth noting that uh, AEW, the last time they were in Chicago... Uh, I believe was would that have been sometime right before the pandemic almost? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been was that August maybe? Probably. Uh, yeah. So uh, summer two thousand fall two thousand nineteen, they run the new stadium that is in downtown Chicago, right next to our convention center at McCormick Place. All right, I can't remember the exact name of it, but a beautiful facility, beautiful facility tied into a giant, one of the the world's largest convention center right off the lake in downtown Chicago. You can walk 10 minutes from there to where the bears play at soldier field, beautiful facility, you know, great location, very accessible by public transit. You can't get that for the now arena, formerly known as Sears center, 45 minutes to an hour away in the suburbs. It is not directly. You can only get there by Uber or anything like that. They've ran there, but that's always been an issue with shows regionally there. I'm hoping they run the new arena downtown. Maybe that's just selfish me, but it's worth noting that they didn't say what arena they're going to run there. So I think you guys should definitely do that. Uh, people say we need to run wild at all out. Sports Keaton needs to run wild. James Esponto. Well, uh, I don't know. 
uh jose can you can you get out here we can do the airbnb thing and get away from the wives and the girlfriends for a weekend and and uh and and work and we can absolutely do, we can work I- I'll, I'll make a work trip. <laughs> it's worth noting uh, WWE announcing a big tour recently, uh, and they will be they will hit the Midwest. They will hit a handful of new dates, including Chicago, Cleveland, and many many others. So definitely a lot of options for you to go see live wrestling that you've seen on television. Be a part of a live televised wrestling show this year, which is really really exciting. Yes, it's the Wintrust Arena. Uh, thank you. That's, that's the name of it. I, we will find out. We will see what we will see which one uh, we we get here. Uh, people want to know CM Punk confirmed. Is CM Punk going to confirm? Is CM Punk confirmed to come back at all? If they're doing a show in Chicago, that means CM Punk's going to be there. No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean he's going to be there. The Let's last two this. times they had a show in Chicago, they always teased him and never no, they happened. Didn't so him. They didn't gonna... tease him. They never teased him. The fans teased it. The fans no, talked the, about the, it. The, yeah, the fans so hyped it, has it to up. Happen. You're right. The fans teased yeah. themselves. Uh, let's sound off on Stadium Stampede. What do you think here? I'm going to sneeze in a second. Absolutely great. I thought it was uh, fantastic. It was Five different stories told within one big story. I loved how this was shot kind of like almost like an action movie where you had certain cutaways of different battles going at different times when you had Sammy going up against um, Sean Spears or you had Jake Hager going up against Wardlow or you had Chris Jericho going up against MJF in the back. So it was great because you would have like a solid five minutes of these two going at it and just having the most insane interactions, either getting hit by a chair or getting put through a, 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 a glass a windshield. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, or, or just getting into a meat freezer and just getting the, the, the crab beaten out of yourself by, you know, by, by poor, you I'm know, going or, to stab you with a, I'm going to stab icicle. you with an icicle. <laughs> I'm going to stab you with an icicle. Yeah. So it was just great. It was fun. It's you know this match is more for an entertaining type of match as opposed to like a technical masterpiece. This is just from a, a pure storytelling standpoint, um, and having all all the stories just kind of elaborate, and then it all coming back together and getting the payoff at the end when you had Sammy Guevara get the win on Sean Spears, kind of redeeming himself for kind of giving up for what he did at Blood and Guts. So the inner circle stays together. I thought it was great storytelling because of all the stories that was just clustered into one this one big story. But what was your take on this? Because I know it was kind of silly, but it was still pretty good, but pretty entertaining. Thank you, Ozzy, who's been saying bless you while I sneeze off mic and you you do the rundown of that match. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, I thought this was fun. I didn't think this was better than the first stadium stampede. Um, I thought this was an enjoyable match. Uh, and it definitely played up the same pacing. The first dating stampede that they did at last year's double or nothing, which was elite versus inner circle. Um, thought they did a lot of the same things. Uh, they had a lot of gimmickry. You had the, the fun urban Meyer cameo was kind of cool that, they, you know, they're throwing footballs to him and they did a lot of pre-film things. Um, my issue with it, and I really didn't think about it until we got to the show. I was, I was almost feeling like, uh, I feel nitpicky. Like people are going to think I'm being overly negative to this. Right. But I don't want to, because it was still really fun. Uh, but when it ended and they're kind of hung it out and there's pyro and everything in the crowd. And it, it, it was big, but I think it could have been bigger. And uh, I, I felt like you have a live crowd, give that live crowd, everything you can give them and get everything you can get out of a live crowd. And, I wonder if this is something they planned on doing. So they just kind of stuck with the plan 
And all right, now we can add live fans to it. So we were going to do a stadium stampede because we didn't think live fans are going to be there. We're going to do a blood and guts match because, you know, we had to wait as long as we could. We got some fans here for a blood and guts match, which was something they wanted to do at the beginning of the pandemic. They were going to do that. And then the pandemic kind of killed it and said, let's not do a double cage match for nobody. Right. And they had no fans there. There were no mm-hmm. fans there. It was just uh, trainees and wrestlers. And there was, you know, was testing good or bad or whatever, you know. Uh, so I, I love this. I thought it was fun, but I, I would say I, I really liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I liked the first one because it was the first time I saw it. This was the, ne- the second time they did some cool stuff. They had the ring it, in this, this, the, the stadium, they did all that, but it felt disconnected from the audience. You could hear the audience respond to something, but it didn't feel as wow. Ooh, ah, ooh. You didn't feel like you got all those reactions. You're kind of muted to a degree. I mean, the biggest one they got was urban Meyer, the coach showing up on screen. You know, mm-hmm. and him just tossing them footballs and stuff like that. Um, they did some wild stuff. They were mean to each other, pile drivers on conference tables and things like that. But how about that? Uh, how about that uh, cameo appearance by Conan uh, running the DJ spot in yeah, the club? Yeah, that was that was fun. That was clever. Like you sneak people in like that. You know, WWE did that when they did the Money in the Bank match through the WWE headquarters, right? When they did that one, uh, that was yeah, last year. Yeah, that I was thought good. that was cool. Um, but uh, oh, I. Go ahead, man. That spot when uh, Tully Blanchard gives the uh, the the shots to uh, Santana and Ortiz and to Dax and Kaz, and then they take the shot. Boom! Let's go. I thought it was just it was hilarious, dude. It was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shane saying he actually thought the match was going to be pre-taped. Uh, do you think a big chunk of this was pre-taped? Because they they had to pre-tape some of this. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, with portions, certainty. Of, portion, portions, maybe of it some. Had yeah, maybe some portions, and not not all of it though. But I will tell you this: I I thought that this match would have stayed more outside on the field, like we had on last year's uh, stadium stand. No, this was some, all the separate. It was they did a yeah, little bit on the field, and there yeah. was all their own little separate vignettes to do stuff, which I guess exactly. is to make it different. To make it different, mm-hmm. and like you know, and kind of make it almost like a superhero movie sort of like which is why i like it which is kind of yeah. like why i like that because he had these little snippets here snippets there i just had the disconnect with the audience you know it was like it was like you've been doing yeah. this really cool stuff with an audience uh and, and that has been appealing to see like a really full audience respond to things and get payoffs and wild finishes and stuff that you've been building too. So I really like that. And so when they finally got out in front of the crowd, you hear this, oh, finally, yeah. yeah. You know, because you knew they were going to get to that. And then when they got to it, they got to it and then Chris Jericho does the power bomb them. And then they have uh, Sammy Guevara get the win on Sean Spears in the final sequence in the ring. And there's no one else there. And then everyone else that's kind of come down to the ring. So that kind of felt like it, that was almost a disconnect from everybody else. Like it was so disconnected from each other and all these splinter parts which i guess is fun but it's almost like the same thing it's indulgent you know like hey we're yes. gonna be a team but we're all gonna be able to get our own stuff in you know i'm gonna exactly. get my thing with chairs and you're gonna get your thing with your baseball bat and then we're gonna get our thing with you know fighting and beer bottles and tully blanchard and shots and conan and then we're gonna get our thing and we're factions but we all get our shit in right mm-hmm. and then you know hey we'll go with sammy at the end you know and Everyone thinks everybody wants to win a match. No, everyone just wants to do their own signature thing in a match. Mm-hmm. You you know this from setting up matches. I don't need mm-hmm. to win. Let me just get my stuff in so people yep. remember the thing I do all the time. So the next time I'm in the ring, they see me do it and they remember and they shout out my signature thing, right? 
So everybody was kind of doing that with their gimmicks and, you know, different stuff like that. Uh, so hearing uh, the crowd sing Judas was epic. I absolutely agree. I thought that was the highlight of the night. They definitely made it feel like a big deal when they won. Uh, and it was it was pretty pretty sweet here. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I know it seems like I'm very very critical of the show. This was a very very fun show. Was it a fifty dollar was, was it a fifty dollar pay per view? What is in 2021? That's very hard to determine. Uh, yeah. If this was if this was on HBO Max and I was paying fifteen dollars for it, I don't. I would gladly pay, 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 pay for that. Uh, so uh, if, here's if a quick anyone question. from AEW is watching, get your stuff on HBO Max, uh, even if it's on demand, even if it's on demand, figure something for out. real. Uh, but uh, here's a question for you from Kyle. He's asking uh, which wrestler got the most over tonight. Ooh, ooh, that's very, very hard because it's definitely when you see a live crowd, like who got the real crowd reactions. Uh, Britt Baker is a heel, but goddamn, that crowd really wanted her to win that belt. You know, I mean, there it's a smart, smart, it's a smart, smart crowd, man. They really, really, really wanted her to uh, win that win that belt. What do you think? Yeah, I think Britt Baker definitely got the most over tonight. But let's not count out Sammy Guevara on how well he did tonight and how well the crowd received him tonight, especially when he won the match. Uh, but I think Britt Baker was actually the one that got the most momentum from the crowd tonight. Most momentum. Now, I'm not saying that the biggest reaction. Sting got a great reaction when Sting mm-hmm. came out. It was still oh, Sting, you know. Um, so that was quite special. Overall, I'm gonna give this show a soft seven out of ten. What do you think? You rate it one to ten. Give us your ratings if you haven't done it already. Let us know. Uh, you know, some people not agreeing with us about Britt Baker, like Tony chiming in saying Britt Baker stinks. Jay Cargill is her is his gal. So uh Love what do Jay you think Cargill. though? Give us your rating one to ten. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go around a seven point five on this one. Okay. Because uh, I really enjoyed. I I enjoyed the stadium stampede. I enjoyed the triple threat match, and uh, I think like those were like the two main matches that kept me engaged in in tonight's overall show. Uh, it could have been better. We did have some a, a cool little surprises with Leo Rush and Mark Henry, uh, but overall about seven point five. Yeah, so I think we're on this kind of the same page. I mean, um, uh, if we would have went below a seven, I would think that would have been a off rating for us. So What's like seven, wrong with you? Uh, a seven on us tends to be pretty solid. You had a pretty solid show. But uh, I'll say this. Is this better than Backlash? Mm. Here's our con- controversial take. Mm. Is this better than Backlash? Is this better the well, zombies. Is this better than the zombie match? <laughs> Everything's better than the zombie match, right? Everything is better than the zombie match. But was this better than Cesaro testing Roman Reigns to the limit? I don't know about that. Don't know it's about just that. Different. It's almost it's, just different. it's almost it's, it's almost different. like you don't want to make the judgment, you know? It's no. almost like people don't want to make the judgment here. Uh yeah, so other, it, other it, people chiming in here giving it eight out of tens, enjoying the show. My feeling is that it's just there are two different styles of telling a story. Because in AEW, I feel like they do rely like on their on their rankings on their ranking system, where you know wins and losses truly matter. Where in WWE, they really don't keep track of that, but they give you a story that you can sink your teeth in. 
And when you have a story that you can sink your teeth in and you're continuing to turn the page and you're continuing to turn the page to see what's going to happen, you know, in the, in, in the next week, that's what WWE is doing with these stories, you know, with Cesaro and, and Roman Reigns or what Roman Reigns is currently doing. And also it's it, worth noting the backlash out without a crowd. Exactly. You know, exactly. Crowd. And yeah, that was one of the best matches that Cesaro's ever had. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that was an absolutely main event. It was it a bet here? I'll say this. I think that was probably a better pay-per-view main event than this. Even with all those guys running around doing all those different things and they mean even having a live crowd and WWE not having a live crowd now because they're still coming out of the pandemic and all those different things. Controversial cake. Controversial cake. Gonna get a slice of the controversial cake because I'm talking too fast, saying the wrong word. <laughs> hold on, hold on. But, but before before you say this, let this disclaimer be clear that these reflections do not reflect the opinions no, no, no. or reflections of Sports Keto or Jose. Why, 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 why don't they reflect Sports Keto? What's the problem? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, man. I'm just well, no, I'm no, just, no, Jose, my, my bald headed <laughs> friend. Are you saying that I have too much of a controversial stake? Am I drawing too much heat? Am I drawing too much heat uh, uh, on, on them this week? Is, is that is that what I'm saying? We're supposed to be journalists. We're supposed to be non-biased. No, we're pundits. We're, we're pundits. pundits. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, we're wow. It's like okay, <laughs> like Sean Smith putting here that two hundred five live is better than AEW. No, that's Sean hilarious. Smith, you're just you're just being ridiculous. You're being silly now. <laughs> no, but uh, shoot, man, and, shoot. And I want I want to hear what you're saying. <laughs> I love this one, Robert Nolan. Obviously, way better than backlash. You trash cans, trash can. I've never been called a trash can before. Hey, Here's the thing. Here's the everything. thing, Robert. Do I think the show was better than backlash? I think it was better than most of backlash. Um, but I'm comparing the two main events. I'm comparing a one-on-one title match where Cesaro went the limit and lost and told a great story. Whereas the stadium stampede was this fracas and all these different things, unique and fun and different. Uh, but I, there's one that I think elevated someone. And I think this elevated Sammy Guevara and everything. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm asking you, what do you think was better? I think one was slightly better. I think Cesaro was just like just that much better. And Cesaro lost. Notice I'm talking about a guy who lost. It's right? just, okay. If they're different, okay, because you have I one, agree with you, they are different. They they serve they, different masters. They're they're different. I found the stadium stampede main event to be more entertaining than the backlash main event, but was it but the backlash main event was a better match than the main event of the same meat and stampede. potatoes like hey my preference is towards an entertainment or a sizzle type thing on a match Cor- that game because knowing that the stadium stampede is a gimmick match you can't take that match being serious like okay like i'm gonna watch a bang or wrestling match no, you know you're gonna be entertained somebody's gonna go through some tables there's gonna be some shenanigans someone's gonna get run, run over by a golf cart that's what you're expecting in a stadium stampede match which is the entertainment factor of it Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Okay, I want to watch these guys go to blows, you know, pop up uh, European uppercuts, gu- uh, floating guillotine chokes. Yeah, give me that. This totally right. two different things. Yeah, you got a lot of sports entertainment tonight on AEW. Whether or not you like it, guys, you got a lot of sports entertainment tonight. How how, how many interferences again? I believe eight out of ten. Eight so, out of ten, bro. I wonder if I would have gave it more if I didn't see that. So that that. that <laughs> Like, like once they got, I was almost relieved when they got to the stadium stampede. I was like, oh, at least they're getting away from the ring and anything goes, you know, like, I was like, at least no one can run out and interfere in a match. True that. It was so indulgent. It just came off. You're not dumb. 
You know what I mean? Don't act like you have to defend things that are dumb and insult your intelligence. You wouldn't want <laughs> WWE to do this to you. I don't know why you would accept another promotion doing that. Uh, yeah, uh, James Espanto saying uh, they're different. Letting himself uh, lying to himself, Jose. They they are different, Jose. They are different here. Uh, other people with different takes here saying I'm a trash can because because uh, I said something was better than AEW. So uh, a lot of people don't want to see something bad about AEW. Am I wrong? They don't want to be caught saying something bad about AEW. Am I yeah. wrong about that? It's it, it it almost feels like it's cool to bash WWE and to yep. praise AEW. That's yeah. It, it's cool do to you do see that, the point. You see the point I'm making here, guys. I, I yeah, but that's just a trend thing. I I don't I don't like doing that. I don't like giving more credit to one because I just like to be objective about it. Uh, no matter what, AEW on the good trend here, uh, as as is most of live entertainment, as is WWE. They're going to have all these different shows coming back in front of live fans here. Uh, the country coming back, you know, half of adults in the United States vaccinated. This is a good time. This is a very, very good time here. We're going to have Money in the Bank in front of a live crowd. I think that's going to be a fantastic show. SummerSlam reportedly is going to be in a football stadium in Las Vegas. The same night as a Pacquiao fight. Uh, that's going to be insane. Did you, what do you think about this? I want your take on this. Cardi B could be the host of WrestleMania before we sign off tonight. What do you think about that? I'm all about it. You're all about it. I want to see Cardi B tag with Bad Bunny because they already collaborated oh. before. <laughs> and, all, and all I want to see, I just want to see Bad Bunny say, Bad Bunny, bah, 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 oh. and then just have, <laughs> have a, ta- a mixed tag match. With, with Do you know how many times I'm going to make you make that sound as we get close to the SummerSlam? <laughs> Whether or not Cardi B is involved in it, I'm going to make you do that all the time. All the time. All the time. I, dude. I, as, as long as I get to see Cardi B get into the ring and, and do a, 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 a frog splash from the top rope, listen, if Bad Bunny did it, she can do it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, here we go. Uh, James, uh, we're talking about this conversation here within wrestling culture. AEW fans call every wrestling fan marks because they won't agree with them that when they all are calling cokes up i don't know what the cokes up part was uh but yeah i can see where people get in arguments with each other online don't when when you come here just have fun guys just have fun and watch our stuff and have fun along even if you don't agree with us you can call us trash cans and all that fun stuff i don't mind as long as you don't cross the line you know what it is here Uh, i thought i thought like i like i said i thought this was a fun show i think AEW's had better pay-per-views the problem though is this is a better paper than the last one they had with the exploding barbed wire death match. That was a big letdown for people. Fun thing, but they just remember the ending, right? I think the ending of the show ends strong. Big pyro, everybody in the ring together. The good guys win. Uh, let me ask you this. Would you? We could get back to SummerSlam here in a minute. Uh, jump around here. Uh, what do you think of the ending? Did you, did you feel good coming out of this pay-per-view? Absolutely, I did. Just because of the payoff that we got with Sammy Guevara making up for uh, losing at blood and guts makes up for what he did and quitting the inner circle from earlier in the year. So it was great. It was great just to kind of have them all back there. And now that the inner circle is not being disbanded and all just all of them embracing each other. Like we did it. Like it's about time. Yeah. Uh, overall stories in wrestling. We're going to have them at sportskita.com. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and download our app. The sportskita app is available 
in the Apple Store and Google Play. We also have the Sports Keto Wrestling specific app if you just want wrestling stories and you don't want to go Google around for it. We have that for you as well. You can get our content on Spotify now. Just all the audio of our podcast, including this one, will be dropping tonight as well. And we have uh, you know interviews, like a 40-minute interview with Jim Ross, uncut. All right, so you can check that out. Whole lot more content as well on our YouTube. All right, we, we put up over eight hours of content in the last week alone. All right, go check it out. Definitely go check it out. Thank you guys so much for checking out what we do. You spent an hour with us on a Sunday night after you watched a four-hour pay-per-view. God bless you. God bless you. We hope you have a good Memorial Day. Take the day off. Uh, we will have some limited coverage. We will have some stuff coming out tomorrow, but uh, we definitely make sure your notifications are on so you know exactly when we go live. Uh, days unlike tomorrow, we are with you live around 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern with the top story of the day with me and Jose. All right, so we do that every day. We're podcasting that as well. You get the audio of it. Uh, we also have top news of the day, which we do earlier in the day. We do a little news roundup with you. All right, that's pre-filmed. We do the live thing, which is interactive later in the afternoon. Uh, we do have some top five videos dropping. I do the top five AEW wrestlers that said no to WWE. That's coming out in a few days. Uh, so we'll do all the little all the little shiz stirring that you want. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do all that, and we're get closer to SummerSlam, which will hopefully be in Las Vegas. We'll find out about that in a few weeks. So have some fun here, guys. Wrestling. It's going to be fun because it's going to be in front of you again. And we hope you're having safe, uh, safe and fun. Happy holiday. Get your shots. Get out there. If you don't want to get your shots, get tested. Be safe around everyone else around you and be good. Jose, tell them what you got going on, bud. Oh, man, I'm just going to have a low-key Memorial Day tomorrow. Just relax. Watch some Monday Night Raw barbecue a little bit, maybe. I, I've never yeah. been so excited to sleep in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna take take my time to enjoy my night and uh, and the rest of my day tomorrow. Definitely, uh, you can check him out with Reekins of Wrestling, his show outside of here every Thursday. You can go look for them on Facebook as well. Give him a follow on the Twitter machine at Jose underscore G underscore official. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Calm. I will be live doing comedy in Chicago with the world famous Zanies right off Wells and North Avenue at the end of June. I'll have some more shows coming up in Rockford as well. And you can catch me on the radio on the X 1049 The X in Rockford and 977 QLZ in Springfield, Illinois. How do I do that? Well, it's Radio Magic. Uh, just look them up on the TuneIn app if you have the TuneIn app or the Odyssey app. I'm available on those. Those are five days a week, and I'm doing this. I'm doing a lot of fun stuff. Check me out here on the Twitter machine, at Kev Kellum. Thank you guys so much. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, thank you to all the men and women uh, serving us in the armed forces around the world, all the different armed forces. We're so thankful for you guys. We appreciate your service so much. And uh, obviously all of the Gold Star families out there, we remember you as well. We hope you guys are having a great Memorial Day. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, Jose G? Make sure you are enjoying wrestling. Enjoy it.